It doesn't matter how much money you spend on a copywriter or a website person or you know a brand strategist, because at the end of the day, they're still going to ask you, who are you? What do you stand for? Who do you serve? And you're still going to need to answer that. And if you're answering that from a place of wobbliness or not being super sure about yourself, that is going to translate to the copywriter who's then going to create copy based on your wobbliness, based on your disconnection to your own business and your lack of joy to the brand or the business that you're creating. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 516. Today's guest is somebody who I've had the pleasure of working with for the last two years. We, we worked together for quite a while and she has been one of those coaches that I think has made a huge, huge impact on my life, my mindset, my business. And I'm so incredibly excited to have her here to share her wisdom with you in today's episode. So Celine DaCosta is a speaker, an author, a story alchemist, and a self-actualization coach. More on that in shortly, because if you're like, what the heck is that? Don't worry, she's going to tell you all about that. And she specializes in helping you to not only tell, but also become the greatest story you ever told. I first came across Celine because she is a Forbes writer and I sent her a pitch with my brand story, or what my brand story was at the time. And she actually came back to me and in kind of a roundabout, nice, tough love way was like, your brand story kind of sucks. And that was when I did a little bit more research. I found out what she did and I was like, huh, this is kind of cool. Let me book in a intensive with her. And from that intensive, I realized, holy crap, there is so much I don't know. There is so much mindset stuff I need to work on before I can build out that amazing brand story, that seven-figure brand story that I wanted to build in my business and be in my business. So I'm super excited to have Celine in here to talk to you about what makes an awesome brand story, to talk to you about the mindset behind it, talk to you about embodying that brand story so that you can step into that next level of success in your business. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Celine, welcome to Socialette. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for today. So, Celine, you are a story alchemist and a self-actualization coach. What actually does that mean in like plain English words? <laughs> so, what it means in plain English words is I help people let go of all of the limiting beliefs that are getting in the way of them having what they want, reconnect to the truth of who they really are at their core, and take that and translate it into a story and a brand that aligns with the people they desire to connect with, aka their soulmate clients. Is that simple enough? That's simple enough. So how did you fall into that? Like, 
it's not something you go to university and you study a degree and you become a self-actualization coach. So how did you actually find your way into that? Like, what's your story? Hmm. So um, the way that I found, I stumbled into this like very serendipitously and very magically. So um, it started, I, I grew up in the U.S. and um, I'm actually originally from Italy. And uh, I immigrated to the U.S. when I was younger. And I went through the whole roundabout of, you know, in the U.S., there's like the whole American dream that they sell you. And it's all about like work really hard, get into corporate, like make a lot of money so that one day you can retire and travel and have a house in the suburbs and have 2.5 kids. And so there's that, that whole package that they sell you. And, um, you know, when I came to the U.S., I, I worked really hard at it. I really went all in on making sure that I was quote unquote successful by the books as society defined it. So worked my way into um, one of the top schools in the country, graduated. And the only option, the only roadmap that I even considered was I'm going to get into a really good school and then I'm going to go to corporate and then I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do all the things that I was told I need to do in order for me to check off the ultimate checkbox of the American dream. And so um, I did that, got to New York City, started working as a brand strategist, which is where my branding and strategist background comes from in an advertising agency in New York City. And so I'm there and, you know, three months roll by, six months roll by, one year roll by. My life looks the same. I'm waking up every day, 6.30 in the morning. I go to the gym. I go to work. I work for 12 hours. I go meet a friend for a drink afterwards. I pass out. I do it again. And I start to question, hmm, is this the thing I just spent a dozen plus years working so hard for so I could check off a box? Like I'm only 23 at the time. Is this it? Is this life? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? This doesn't look very fun. This doesn't feel great. And the typical like, what's my purpose question that I believe is coming in higher multitudes for people right now, especially in the digital era. And uh, and so I started to, you know, three years in down the line, I started to really question like, why am I here? What am I doing? And what is the purpose? What's the point of all of this? Because I certainly didn't love what I, my job. Um, and I certainly felt that there was more that I could do with my life and that I was not feeling, fulfilling my potential. And then life happened for me through a series of unfortunate events. Um, you know, like my grandfather died. I didn't get this promotion I wanted. I got dumped on my 25th birthday. My rent skyrocketed all over the course of like four months. And I was like, you know what? I hear you, universe. I'm starting to hear you. You want me out of here. You want me to do something else. So I made a decision and uh, I said, I'm going to change my life. I don't know what that looks like. I definitely have no idea how I'm going to execute on this, but I know it has to happen. My life has to change because the alternative is that I'm going to die inside and that's not an alternative at all. So fast forward nine months and mind you, I had no idea. When I made that decision, I didn't actually have the information of what I was going to do. I made the decision and uh, life, again, rearranged and reorganized itself to really show me the way. And this is important because a lot of times when we're on the edge and on the verge of wanting to make a really important decision in our life or business, we get stuck on, but I don't know how, dot, dot, dot. But the thing is that you don't have to know how, you just have to decide first and trust. And then the answers will come. For me, that looked like I had this epiphany about you know, four or five months into me making that decision that I was going to do a social experiment in which I would circumnavigate the globe by couchsurfing. I don't know if you're familiar with couchsurfing. Yeah. When you <laughs> couch is. Terrifying. 
Terrifying, yes. I'm gonna and even more terrifying. I was not. I did not use the website that organizes it at all. I only used Human Connection. So six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Have you heard of that? No. What's that? Theory that we are connected on everyone on the planet by six degrees of connection. And so I wanted to test this theory. I know your introvert self is hating this. I'm hating this, but also like I'm like yeah. If we're if we're connected to everyone by six degrees, like. Surely you're also connected to serial killers. Like, how do you not add? Yeah, what are they count us? Maybe all of them. Yeah. So I decided to test this and I want to see, is it true? And so I left New York City, uh, put everything in storage, gave a bunch of stuff away. I had a little carry-on, little blue carry-on with me. And I left with a one-way ticket and I said, I'll be back to New York once I circumnavigate the globe. And I just started to connect with people like friends, friends of friends, people I literally met on the road. And I would ask them, hey, can I stay with you tonight? I know you're like shaking your head. How, did you, not, how did you not get murdered? I just don't understand. Like, here's the thing, Steph. People ask me this. Why, why the F would you do something like this? And here's what I tell them. And it's the truth. This felt less scary to me than the prospect of staying exactly where I was and not changing anything about my life for years to come. Like, that, I get that. that and I it was like a calculation. It was a calculated risk that I would rather do something so uncomfortable, so unfamiliar, so unlike anything I've ever done that it's going to knock me right out of my reality to the point where I have no choice but to change how I live my life. It needed to be that extreme. It doesn't have to be like that for everyone. For me, in that moment in my life, I wanted to try and do something so radical that it would like almost force me to completely design my life differently. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, I spent that year sleeping in the homes of over 100 strangers in over 20 countries. And while I was doing that, I was documenting the entire thing. And, you know, using my brand strategist background, I was growing my social media channels. I got approached by Forbes to be one of their column writers and actually document my story, which was huge. And again, it happened through Human Connection. Um, Then started getting featured on media. And, you know, people started to learn about this journey and getting really curious about it. And the more I shared stories not just about my story, but the stories of the people that I was encountering along the way, the more people became engaged with me and started approaching me to the point where, uh, you know, a year uh, into this, when I, was com- when I had completed this journey officially, uh, I started to have a lot of my entrepreneurial friends come up to me, approach me and say, Celine, you just like blew up on the media and your social media channels and you have this big audience. Like, what did you do? What are you doing? You don't even have business. What's going on? And, I'm, and I was like, well, it's easy. I'm telling my story and I'm sharing about my experience and I'm putting and I'm sharing it in a way that people can really connect with and understand. And of course they connect with me and understand. So, um, you know, long story short, that trip gave me one key insight, which eventually became the key insight that informed my career and as doing brand story work and helping people self-actualize. And that was this that every single person on the planet has a story to tell and that story will influence your reality. And I don't just know this from my mind. I've experienced this through the hundreds of people that I've interviewed, that I've worked with, that I've supported through this process, through my own personal experience, through my background in communication and you know my skill set in NLP, hypnotherapy, breathwork, you name it. I have seen this enough times to know without a shadow of a doubt that this is the truth. And when I uh, used this insight to build my business, then that's when people started to approach me and say, oh my God, 
I have a story to tell and I don't know how to put myself out there, put my business out there in a way that the people who I want to connect with are truly going to understand. And I don't know how to grow my brand or my business in a way that feels true and authentic to me. I'm not really sure how to not split myself into two when I'm putting myself out um, either in person or online. And that's how I got started. It's really helping people understand what truly is that story that you want to tell? How does it translate to what you're doing in your business, aka, you know, monetization? And like, how is it that you can actually take this story and turn it into something tangible that is going to help other people and then get handsomely paid for it? So um, that's it. And the self-actualization piece is that this isn't just branding. It's not just about packaging something up, but it's about becoming that story and becoming the person that you want to become in your life and your business. And then again, translating that into a brand that your audience like truly deeply resonates with. Let's just drop the microphone and end the podcast right there. Like <laughs> that's, there you have it. Like that's an awesome brand story, right? And that's the power of it. I think I've known you for a couple of years now. I think that's the first time I've, whole, I've heard your whole brand story from start to finish, kind of like that hero's journey of your brand story. And you had me hooked. Like you had me absolutely hooked. Um, I really resonated with the part where you said the pain of staying where you were was more than the pain of taking that massive risk. And I think too often we we hear people saying, yeah, like, like, yeah, you've got to just take action before you know how, like it'll figure itself out. It'll all work out for the best. And that's really easy to say when you've got that benefit of hindsight where you can be like, yeah, like I just took that action and it figured itself out. But I think it's really hard in that moment when you're like, oh, I, I want to do this thing, but I don't know how and I just can't trust that I'm going to figure it out. But I, I think something that's been a really helpful reframe for me has been, and it kind of sounds like yours was similar, where it's, um, we don't have to believe that we can do it, but we have to believe that it's essential to our lives and it's essential to the kind of life that we want to live to take that risk. And it sounds like for you, it was taking that risk and going couch surfing or taking that risk and deciding you were going to circumnavigate the globe without knowing you were going to do it is essential or was essential to the life that you wanted to live rather than being stuck in that corporate job in New York City. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a quote that I really love by Einstein and I'm paraphrasing, which is that a problem cannot be solved from the same level of consciousness that it was created in. And this is something that, you know, even when I'm working with clients, I really focus on it. It's very important that if you have an issue, your life is not going the way that you want it to go. And by life, I'm including business, relationships, health inside of that. Um, if your life is not going the way that you desire it to go, there's two options. Number one, you can just keep going. Number two, you can change it. And I know we're simplifying it, but I'm actually not. <laughs> but it really is that simple. And if you want to keep going, then by all means, like keep thinking the thoughts that you're thinking, continue engaging the same habit patterns, continue structuring your day the same way, and things will definitely go this way that they've always been, which may not satisfy you. If you want to change, then you got to put your money where your mouth is. And what I mean by that is that change requires change. <laughs> and I know people are like, I want to change. And then they relapse back into their old habits. And, you know, when I'm working with clients and, and you know this, having worked with me stuff, like, you know, this firsthand is that it isn't just about, oh, I want this thing. I want, these are my goals and I want to hit them and I'm going to work really, really hard so I can get them. No, it's actually, it doesn't, it's not about working harder or efforting more or doing more stuff. 
It's actually about asking the question, what is it that I am doing right now that is actually not serving the future version of me that I'm looking to step into? Where are my habit patterns? Where are the beliefs that I'm still engaging in? And basically, what am I still doing and believing in that is just perpetuating the past as opposed to the future that I want to create? And asking the question, the version of me who already has what he or she wants, like that version of me, what do they believe in? What, how do they behave? And what are the choices that they are making in their everyday life? And I knew that the version of me that I wanted to become, even though I had no idea who she was yet, I hadn't met her yet, and I didn't know what it looked like, but I knew there was a few qualities about her. Here's what I knew. I knew that she loved traveling. I knew that she loved meeting people and generally connecting with people. I knew that she loved writing. I knew that she was brave and adventurous and had a really big appetite for life and experience and drinking all the different cocktails that life had to offer. Now, was I behaving like her? No, I wasn't traveling. I wasn't writing. I wasn't putting myself out there meeting people. I wasn't making brave choices. I was just doing the same thing that I was doing every day. So what that told me is that I needed to make a change. Now, the brain, because you know our mind is designed to protect us, it's designed to keep us in our comfort zone. We like the path of least resistance as human beings. We don't like doing things that are uncomfortable unless we have a reason to. So the mind, of course, is going to resist and say, oh, I don't want to change. I don't want to do this or, or make excuses and stories as to why things are fine exactly the way they are. But when you learn to actually take a step back and objectively look at the brain chatter, the, what's going on in your mind and what it is that you desire and just ask the question and like, am I behaving and believing in accordance to the life that I want to live? If the answer is no, then you need to change. And that is going to be uncomfortable. It's, it's going to have its frustrations. It's going to have its resistance. And here's the thing. It is going to be a risk because you are risking the old version of you. You are literally risking the death of the old version of you for you to experience the birth of a new version of you. It is a very real survival instinct that kicks in that says this part of me is about to die. And guess what? They are. Does it hurt? Sometimes. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. Is it going to get you what you want? Also. I think I hear this a lot with people in my audience, people I've worked with, where they say things like, oh, I want to start a podcast, but then they never actually do anything about it. Or they say, oh, I want to launch something. And then they just keep doing the same thing that they've been doing every day. They say, oh, I want to have more freedom in my business. And they keep running their business exactly the same way. So when you are working with somebody like somebody who is in the situation where they know they want to make the change, but they're not making that change, what's that process that you take them through? How do you help them to get out of their own way and make that change? Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to, you know this. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call them out. Yeah. You're pretty good at that. <laughs> in a loving way, with a lot of heart. Because, and that's, you know, this is the part when people get really stuck in that rut. That's why it's so helpful to have a mentor, to have a coach, to have somebody come in and be like, hey, you see this big giant blank spot that you're avoiding it? We're not going to do that anymore. You know, and when we're looking at, when we hire people to support us or we take courses, we literally, again, investing our energy or our resources to make a change, right? And as long as we're 
actually showing up for that change, things will change because we told the universe, yes, I'm going to do that. So the first piece is that it's, yeah, I call that. Now, um, the process that I take them through, it's, it's, there, there's four parts to um, what I walk people through. So the first piece is what I call the uh, unlock part, which is really we need to understand before we can, you can connect to what it is that you want and start acting as a version of yourself who has that, we need to let go of those old beliefs and that past conditioning that is essentially keeping you looping in the old story. So this is the part, as, as you know as well, as you've experienced, where we look at, okay, um, what are those like belief systems, those limiting beliefs that you're still engaging in? And sometimes they are or blind spots. I mean, I'm finding limiting beliefs in myself all the time and catching them. So really understanding. So for example, if your desire is, I want to start a podcast. Well, it's like, there's a lot of reasons why you're not. So let's look at them. Is it the fear of being seen in a bigger way? Is it that people are going to ridicule you? Is it that you're really afraid of what so-and-so is going to say? Um, is it that you have this deep-rooted fear of rejection that goes all the way back to childhood? Because dad, you know, you were really bullied as a child. So we need to get really clear on why are you not doing the thing that you are saying you want to do and that you desire? Where does it come from? And what are the belief systems that were developed? And then I have a specific signature process that I teach to basically um, dissolve this on an energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. So, uh, and the process is it's too long to take you guys through. Here, but just it's, it's a process. It's a process. But the, the short of it is, is really shedding light on what was previously in shadow. And um, there's a process to really make sure that, number one, shed light on what was previously in shadow. And then now that it's in the light, how can you give it loving awareness and actually catch it and see it for what it is and not allow it to be in the driver's seat of your day-to-day? So dr- limiting beliefs, when they're unconscious slash subconscious, they are essentially informing your decisions without you knowing it. But when you know exactly what they are and you know how to catch them and you know how to essentially um, put loving awareness on them, like, oh, wow, I'm about to press send on this email to like invite my first guest. And there's my belief here, right here with me that I'm going to be rejected. And so I'm going to be with this and I'm going to like stomp and cry a little bit if that's what I need to do right now. And then I'm going to soothe myself back and then I'm going to press send. And I'm going to do the thing that I said I was going to do because it's the right thing to do for me. So that's just to kind of give a little snippet. The second piece is uh, embodiment. It's really, uh, this is when, when I work with clients, once you know we let go and we identify and really release uh, the limiting beliefs of past conditions that are clouding your vision and keeping you from doing the thing you want to do. It's really about getting super clear, grounded, and connected to the bigger why you are doing it. Why is it that you want to start this podcast? Like, what is the bigger reason why this is so important to you? And what do you want to do with this podcast? Who do you want to reach? Whose lives do you want to transform? And what's really, truly important to you? What are your core values? So this is the part where I take people to in the journey back to themselves and back to getting reconnected to like, who are you? Who are you really? And what are you here to do? Because when you remember the bigger reason why you need to do the thing that you want to do. And you, you, you actually feel connected to your mission and your purpose and the people whose lives are going to change in the other end of you doing this. It becomes so much easier. And uh, just it's like lifting a huge load off of your shoulders because you're like, oh my God, it's not about me starting this podcast isn't about like, you know, Sally from the third grade rejecting me or making fun of me. It's not about like the way that I grew up with my parents. It's actually about sharing this message that's burning inside of me. And when I share it with more people, 
these people's lives are going to transform and then the world will be a better place. Holy shit, that's motivating, right? That's motivating. And knowing that I value um, showing up for myself in this way, I value being in connection. I value being brave. I value love. Like these are my core values and this is how I'm going to show up in everything that I do. Boom, that is where you get reconnected to that bigger soul's purpose. After that, once you're really feeling connected, then it's the part where you start what I call the design process. So this is the actionable, like, okay, how do I put this into motion? When people do brand story with me, this is the part where we actually start to design what is the literal brand story that you're going to tell the world? If this was, for example, you starting a podcast, it's like, how do you brand it? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How does it look like? And um, who is it affecting and on which channels? And that's really the where you get to become the architect of your destiny, which is really, really fun and really get to create the thing that you want to create. And then the next phase, once I take someone through that, is amplify, which is, okay, now that you have let go of what's in the way, you're connected to what you truly want and why, you're doing it, you're actually putting it into motion in the physical world. Now, how do we put some gasoline on that and make it blow up? And when I work with clients with Brand Story, this is the part where we're like, okay, does this look like um, getting you on more media? Does it look like that Forbes article, that TEDx stage you always wanted to speak on? Does it look like reaching out to influencers and getting your name out there in a bigger way? And so how do we take that message and really make it burn all, all everywhere, all across the world? So that's a bit Ooh. what it looks like. So many follow-up questions. Uh, I guess the first follow-up question that comes to mind like, is, so you talked a bit about embodying the why and embodying that story. Why is it important to embody it? And what does it look like if somebody's embodying their story versus not embodying it? Mm. So I will answer that second question because it will also give you an answer to the first one. Yeah. So picture this. I'm going to go with business coach. Okay. So there's a business coach. I'm not speaking to anyone specifically. I'm just giving a metaphorical uh, example. So business coach number one um, has gone to business full sure, has a business that's earning, let's say, 200000 a year and is really working like 60-hour weeks and, uh, and teaching, claiming that she's going to teach you how to scale to seven figures. Okay. And she writes beautifully. She's a great writer. She's posting on Instagram. She's like, all right, here's how I'm going to teach you. And she has some really cool strategies. And the things she says are really smart. And the content she posts is really beautiful. Whenever you scroll on Instagram, you're like, I really like what this woman's saying. Something just, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't know. Then there's business coach number two, who makes $2 million a year doesn't ever really talk about how much she makes. It has really powerful, important things to say online. She really talks about her values. She really talks about what's important to her, what business looks like to her, the results that she gets her clients. Similar to business coach number one, their content is not that much difference. But when you're scrolling through, you're like, wow, this woman knows what she's talking about. And I, I just feel like I need to reach out to her. I need to, I need to work with her. Now, before I go on, Steph, have you had, maybe not business coach, have you had an experience like this with relationship coaches, business coaches, whatever coaches? Absolutely. Where you're like, I don't want to put, go ahead. Like when I first came across you, I found you on Instagram and I was like hooked on your content because of the story that you were telling. And I think it was actually, I messaged you first on Instagram stories because you did like a, seg a stories highlight on like your dating experiences in Bali. 
And I messaged you because I was like, this is just hilarious. Like, this is such a great story. Here's this professional business owner who's also sharing her dating life. And I just resonated so much with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that what you're resonating with is not the actual words that were put on Instagram. It's the embodiment piece. That is what people resonate. The word resonate is around vibration. So we resonate with a vibration. And vibration is in the energy body. So it's about how somebody is making you feel and what it is that you're picking up on them that doesn't actually have words is not of the mental realm. It's a feeling like this person is amazing. I really resonate with them, right? So I, it's not, I think that this person is great. It's a feeling. And so when we're looking at the space of embodiment, what's really important is because a lot of entrepreneurs out there, I see a lot of crap where it's like, even if you're a great writer, even if you have your way with words, even if you don't, doesn't quite matter. But if you're putting a message out there that is coming from your mind and what you think your audience is going to respond to, what you think you need to say in order for someone else to approve of you, if it's coming from your ego, it's going to fall flat in its face. And if it does work, it's going to attract people that aren't actually a match for you aka where nightmare clients come from, um, or it's going to feel really hard and like you're super efforting, aka where burnout comes from. So my goal when I work with clients is um, magnetizing. It's that you're magnetizing the right clients and you're magnetizing the right opportunities. This is not a fluffy, just like I'm not saying this in a fluffy new age way. There's a, there's a science to this, which is really getting in coherence and, and making sure that you truly know in your bones, in your gut, you know who you are, you know what you stand for, you know what your values are, and what comes out of your mouth is naturally going to reflect that. It doesn't require effort because it's just who you are. If I ask you to, so I'm going to use, for example, Archie, your dog, your cute <laughs> dog. If I asked you to talk about Archie and about how much you love him and like basically what the greatest qualities that Archie has are, do you feel like you need to go off right now and like do some homework and write down some notes to prepare a speech for me? Or do you feel like it's just going to pour out of you in a way that I have to stop you to stop talking? Oh my goodness. I could sit here. You should see his foot right now. So he, uh, <laughs> this is me proving your example. Yesterday he was at the groomers and they accidentally cut his foot a little bit. So he's got this massive bandage on his foot. It looks like he's wearing a boxing glove and he walks around the house and all I hear is like, Every couple of steps, I just hear like a thump from his foot that's bandaged up. And it's like, <laughs> so just notice what just happened in less than 30 seconds. You told a story. It was compelling. Your, your entire body, your entire voice, emotion was engaged in that story. You were fully present for that. You were enjoying yourself telling that story. And not only that, I learned a few pieces about you in just, you know, 30, in less than 30 seconds. I learned that you have, you're pathetic. You love your dog. You're an animal person. Like there's a lot of, you were a very compassionate person. There's a lot of pieces of information that I just picked up from that 30 second segment. That is embodiment. Now imagine if you could talk literally what we just saw, what we just witnessed. Imagine if you could talk about that, about your, about like that, about your services. Mm. Imagine if you could talk like that about why you do what you do. Do you really not think that you would find people who are like, oh my God, you, you, know, you found me. I was talking about dating. I was not talking about my work and then you hired me for my work. But you got hooked into me talking about my dating life. It was just me being embodied, like talking about what I believe in and how I approach life. Mm. Oh, that is, that is so powerful. And I guess 
I, well, I think now that's pointed out like a massive mistake where people are a massive mistake people are making where I guess if they're becoming they're not feeling lit up by their businesses anymore and then because they they're not connected to that deeper why they're not showing up with that that amazing energy about it it's just and and then social media marketing any of the kind of content they're creating becomes a box ticking exercise because they have to post to Instagram they have to record a podcast it's not that they get to that that they want to show up and talk about what they're doing with that energy that they love what they're doing bingo and that is where the self actualization piece comes in my goal when I work with my clients, yeah, of course, we we draft out the brand story and I help them with their marketing and I help them with their programs and I help them with the business and branding aspect of it. No problem. We look at the strategy. But the thing is, my goal is that if your speech goes out the window or your website goes down or you're literally getting invited to speak on a stage in front of 300 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, and you are not prepared, you know what to say because you don't need a script. It's in your heart. It's just a matter of opening your mouth and allowing what's already inside of you to come through. Now, do I teach structure and a process for that so that you're not just like word vomiting at people? Of course, there's a structure and you know it as well. But the core at the crux of it is this, that if you're disconnected from yourself and if you're not feeling very confident and clear on who you are, what your message is, it's, it's, you're going to have a hard time. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on a copywriter or a website person or you know, a brand strategist, because at the end of the day, they're still going to ask you, who are you? What do you stand for? Who do you serve? And you're still going to need to answer that. And if you're answering that from a place of wobbliness or not being super sure about yourself, that is going to translate to the copywriter who's then going to create copy based on your wobbliness, based on your disconnection to your own business and your lack of joy to the brand or the business that you're creating. So it, start, it, it really does start with you. And it really does start with, it's very important to develop. And again, it's not just one thing where we do one session and then we get the why and the vision. We do all that, all that, but it's really important to develop a daily practice where you're staying connected to this is why I do what I do. This is what my values are. This is how I filter my decisions through my values. And you know, you've experienced some of that. So I'm sure you can speak to that. But that daily practice of coming back to yourself every day is just as important as, you know, your weekly meetings with your team and, you know, reviewing your copy every single quarter, your launch funnel copy every quarter and whatever other task is in your to-do list, it is just as important to make sure that you're staying connected to who you are and uh, remembering like, what is the story that I'm trying to tell here? And how do I embody that story? How do I actually, how am I a living, breathing representation of this story so that I don't have to tell it all the time? I am literally just need to be it. It's a show, not tell kind of game. And it's so much easier so much more effortless and it is so much less efforting burnout and frustration. I can promise you that. And to our listeners, like if you want to see somebody embodying their story, go and watch Celine's Instagram stories. <laughs> you spent like six hours making a drum the other day or something, didn't you? I did a medicine drum. I did. And I play that drum, play it almost every day. I love it. So when somebody's thinking like, oh, you know, my story's too boring, my life's too boring, like Nobody's going to be interested in that. How do you help them to overcome that? Well, for anyone who is thinking that, the first thing I'm going to tell you is I'm going to call you out on your BS. It's not true. And I'm going to tell you how I know without necessarily knowing you because there's no such thing as a boring story. Um, the only thing there is is telling a story in a boring way. And that is 
absolutely something you could change, that there is a system for that you could control. Now, like I said, there's not one single person. I've interviewed a lot of people. I was Forbes columnist for five years um, on my trip. Just on that one-year trip alone, I interviewed over 200 people. I have a very, very long word document to prove it. Have worked with hundreds. Like I can tell you, there has been many, many, many people who have told me their story was too boring or not interesting enough. And every single time we found a story that was interesting because oftentimes the issue is that you think your story is too boring. That is your perception of reality. And you're not seeing your own life in a way that excites you. So again, it comes back to those limiting beliefs and that past conditioning. Who, who's telling you that your life's too boring? By what standards are you measuring your life as too boring? Is it because, you know, you grow up in the suburbs while the girl that you follow on Instagram like travels the world all the time? So does that make your life boring? That's you judging your life as boring. So I can tell you, for example, and this is um, an example I used with a client who gave me the, the life's too boring crap. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Like, you know, there are more eloquent way to say it. Um, she was a diet, like a wellness coach, basically helping women with with um, losing weight and um, getting their diet in place. And she told me, she gave this whole narrative, like, look, like I grew up in a pretty healthy house. Um, I never had an eating disorder. I wasn't like overweight and then lost a bunch of pounds. I don't have that kind of story to tell. I was pretty average, pretty regular, like pretty much struggled with my my eating all the way up until I decided to, to get into this career. And yeah, my life's boring. I don't know why anyone would ever want to pay attention to that. And when we started to actually look at who her clients were, it was everyday moms who lived in the suburb, very like those were her clients. Those were the people that she felt passionate about serving because she was like, I want to help women who feel average feel like they're brilliant and amazing again. Like, I don't want another woman to feel like quote-unquote normal and average in her life. And we started looking at, this is the people who she was passionate about serving. And this is the person um, that was also like paying her money. And she loved receiving their money because she loved working with them. So lo and behold, we looked at her story. And what we actually realized is that the reason why her clients were connecting with this woman was because she's not like, a star fitness coach who lost 200 pounds and like now has a tale to prove it. And she didn't like go through all of these eating disorders. So the actual, the drama-free nature of her weight loss journey and her like exercise regulation journey is exactly what was attracting people to her. Her X factor was that she didn't have some crazy, like I lost a bunch of pounds or like had an eating disorder when I was younger story. Her X factor was, you know what? I grew up as a regular woman in a regular town and I struggled all the freaking time with my weight. And all of the women who then would hear her would be like, oh my God, same, me too. Oh my God, I don't, I can actually go to somebody who understands me and who like understands what it's like to just feel like I'm average. So long story short, that was her interesting story, but she didn't see it as her interesting story because she was looking around the wellness industry and seeing all these still celebrity fitness coaches and thinking that she needed to be like them or have, you know, dramatic stories like them or, or, or have like success stories like them in order for her to be worth seeing. That was a limiting belief. That was her past conditioning, clouding her vision of what makes her unique. So what makes you unique might be something that is currently not in your awareness, but doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Absolutely freaking not. And I can tell you that if you're a living, breathing human being, and if you're a business owner, yeah, if you had the audacity to 
start a business, given that, you know, 95% of businesses fail in the first five years, like if you have the audacity to be an entrepreneur and start a business and put your, your ass on the line, talk about risk calculation, for you to do something that you love and build a life that you love, I see zero reasons why your life could ever be boring. And I can pull it out of you probably in less than a session. So just saying, not boring. <laughs> Change your perspective. And remember, it's not what the story is. It's how you tell it and for whom that is going to make your story interesting. So make sure you're looking at your blind spots and make sure you're also reevaluating yourself. And this is, again, the self-actualization and the self-worth piece. Are you giving yourself enough credit is another important question to ask. Mm. And I think like the, the, my story is too boring is the perfect example of a limiting belief, right? Yeah. It's one of the ones. Probably one of the most common ones that you have to deal with. I'm really curious, like this might be quite a personal question, but I know you're, you're an open book. So I'm curious, like, do you have any examples or a story maybe you can tell of a belief or a pattern that you've had to overcome in your own life or in your own business to get to where you are now? Mm. Oh my God. I'm like, where do I begin? There's thousands. Um, I can absolutely give one to you. Can you give me like, a, can you tighten up the, the parameters a little bit so okay. I can... I have less of a wide net to, to grab mm-hmm. from. Um, in the process of, um, let's say in the process of increasing your prices and starting to attract those higher ticket clients, the higher paying clients. Mm, oh my God. You literally pulled it. I was thinking about that one and you pulled it right out of my mind because I'm actually going to be doing a masterclass on this. So um Yes. So here's a big one that I think a lot of people will will relate to, which is this is especially when I was starting my business. And I was thinking to myself, I started to coach a lot of seven-figure business owners. And I was in my low six figures. And I one of my biggest limiting beliefs was I can't possibly talk about how I coach seven-figure business owners. I am not a seven-figure business owner. Who am I to be able to coach people who make more money than me. I think this one's really popular. And so for me, this was a limiting belief that I had to overcome because basically what I was doing is I was measuring my worth by the amount of money that I was making. And I was measuring someone else's worth by the amount of money that they were making. And so I was creating uh, unconsciously until I caught it, I was creating basically a pedestal and I encounter this as well in my, it doesn't actually change. Like I have people who are in the seven figure level. They're like, I can't possibly reach out to this eight figure like entrepreneur. And it's just like, oh my God, it doesn't <laughs> you know? Um, but I remember having this, um, yeah, like this, this block around, well, I'm not qualified and I'm not equipped to even talk about this because I myself am not in an income level. And then it puts you in this impasse where you're like, well, then I won't be able to raise my raises, which my my um rates, which then means that I won't ever be able to get to that low. Like, oh my God, it's like the chicken or the egg, right? And so doing the work that I do and and that I teach, and back then, you know, I can do this now much faster than I used to do back then. But um basically the process that I needed to to go through is what part of me is measuring someone's worth by how much money they make. And then I, you know, needed to go back into where I learned that as a child. I needed to really get uh, get real with like, okay, I was taught this way. Um, I was taught to basically look at people with a lot of money and think that they were better. And so again, 
when you shed that awareness and you go through the process, you start to dismantle it and realize that's not actually the absolute truth. It's what I was taught as a child and carried with me as an adult. And one of the things I always tell my clients is when, you know, when they, I catch a limiting belief, for example, this one is, does it make sense for me as a business owner to now be consulted by an eight-year-old version of me who says that? Like, should I be taking the advice of an eight-year-old right now? Because that's what it is, <laughs> eight-year-old belief into a, what was back then, a 27-year-old body. And that makes zero rational sense to me. So, um, you know, really understanding that those are not my beliefs now. I'm an adult now and I don't have to keep the ghost going. And so when I, when I started to actually question this limiting belief, dismantle it, see that it was coming from a younger version of myself and not who I really am today, something else started to become clear, which is that the seven-figure owner that I was coaching, they're not coming, they weren't coming to me because they're like, Hey, Celine, teach me how to restructure my business so that I can add another $100,000 into my, my budget, right? Or in, into my income. They were coming to me being like, I do not know. I have this really successful business. It's earning me all this money. And I feel so disconnected from what I do. And I don't know who I am. And I'm so unhappy. And I don't even know how to connect with my audience anymore. And that, that was me. I, very experienced. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, I know that like the back of my hand. I know connection like the back of my hand. Storytelling and coming back into yourself and finding who you really are and what matters to you. I live and breathe this. So absolutely, I can help you do this. And reality is I ended up coaching seven, eight, nine, and 10 bigger entrepreneurs in this, in this work. Because I know that it's my zone of genius. And so when it came to raising my rates, it was an absolute no-brainer. It's like, yeah, of course, I am offering this value. And what I would notice is I would coach a seven-figure entrepreneur and then lo and behold, boom, six-figure launch, right? Or I would coach someone else and lo and behold, like they enter the relationship that they always wanted. I would coach someone else and lo and behold, like they get features on Forbes and entrepreneur and all this big media. So I was not ever promising them those results, but what I was promising is to help them become the version of themselves who could easily create those results in their life. And I delivered. And the more I did that, the more I raised my rates, the more I raised my rates, the more my income grew, the more I delivered the transformation, the more my reputation grew. And bit by bit, break by break, um, I built my brand, I built my work, and I built um, my reputation as a coach. So that's how it happened. But that's just one small example of how that limiting belief was just keeping me super small in terms of not charging what um, what I could be charging, the energetic exchange that felt really nourishing to me. Um, not only that, but like having an imposter syndrome when it came to the people that I worked with, which wasn't serving them because would you want to be coached by somebody who thinks they're less than you? Absolutely not. Yeah. So, you know, it's really important. One of the biggest lessons I learned early in my career is I am not better than anyone and no one is better than me. We are equals and we're all helping each other on this journey. And so when I was able to release those limiting beliefs, it allowed me to become a better coach. It allowed me to charge more and it allowed me to show up with more confidence. And I do this, this whole like releasing limiting beliefs thing. I mean, you know this. It's a daily, weekly practice. I mean, I literally just like released a bunch of limiting beliefs this morning. You know, it's just, it's constantly catching myself and, and just always asking the questions. What do I wish to create? Like what brings me joy to create my life next? Great. Well, clearly I don't have that thing right now. So what's in the way? Great. Let me clear that. And now let me take action towards the thing that I want. And we do this every day. 
and we create more and more what we desire. It's fun. Cool. Sounds so simple. <laughs> simple. I didn't say it's easy. It is simple. Yeah. Oh, big difference between simple and easy. Celine, this has been absolutely awesome chat. Where can my listeners find out more about you? I know you mentioned you have an upcoming masterclass. Where can they find that? What is it about? Tell us all the things. Okay, sure. So um, the number way, well, number one way to find me is on my website, www.selenedacosta.com, which is spelled as my name is in the show. Wink, wink. In the show notes as well. Get it, right? <laughs> My misspelling of my name is such a common occurrence. But um, anyways, on my website, what you'll find is several really fun and exciting things. Um, you will find a free masterclass on how you can uh, identify what makes you unique, what makes you stand out in the industry, and how you can attract more of your ideal clients. You will find my school story uh, evergreen course. You're also going to find more information about one-on-one private coaching if that feels right for you. So if you're interested in delving deep into this work, definitely start on my website. It's going to give you options both uh, complimentary, uh, evergreen for you to go and self-study or one-on-one work with me. So absolutely go there. I do have an, a masterclass coming up. I don't know based on when this is going to come out, but it's going to be all about how you can um, essentially, it's my formula for how you can increase your rates to incredible rate to incredible places and spaces that feel super aligned to you and then attract your ideal client. Um, it's the same formula that I use to have a coaching business that allows me to charge uh, multiple five figures for a program with me. So that's likely either going to be a live thing if you go on my website, or it's going to be listed on my uh, website under masterclasses. So either way, you'll be able to find it. Go to my website is the short version. And uh, another place is um, my Instagram. I love to play there. So come and join me at Selena Costa. As Steph says, uh, if you want to see how this whole like you know, storytelling, embodiment thing looks like. I'm always talking about about it in my stories and posting about it on my feed. And if you're into any of the other social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, I'm also on YouTube. You can find me, Selena Costa, everywhere. And definitely follow Celine on Instagram because we're going to be hanging out in Italy in a couple of oh, weeks yeah. after this episode <laughs> goes live. <laughs> Yay! Oh my God, that's so that's so meta. I love it. I know. It'll be, I think, two weeks after this episode goes live, but they can join you on your travels in the meantime as well. Amazing, Celine. Thank you so much for your time. This has been such an awesome chat and I know our listeners are going to get so much value out of this. What a wonderful chat with Celine, right? So I guess one of the biggest actionable things I can say to you from this episode, I think biggest takeaways we can take from this episode with Celine is what are those limiting beliefs that are stopping you from stepping into that brand story, stepping into that brand that you want to build. What is that limiting belief? Is it that you don't believe your brand story is interesting enough? I know for me, that was a huge one. For me, it was also, you know, I, my, my business growth was lucky. I haven't worked as hard as other people have had to, to get to where I am. What are your limiting beliefs around that? Make a, make a list of them because then you can start to catch them out. And as Celine has talked about, you know, awareness is that very first step to overcoming them. And once you're aware of them, then you can start to overcome them. But you have to be aware of them first. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you have any friends who you think would benefit or learn a few things from today's episode, please do tell them about this podcast. It's how I get to help more people. And make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify so that you get every new episode of this show delivered straight to your podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.